Looking tonight into the 145th Psalm, Psalm 145, we'll look at verses 8 and 9. Verses 8 and 9, the Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger and of great mercy. The Lord is good to all and his tender mercies are over all his works. 145th Psalm is, well, which one do you say is special? Makes others maybe not so special. They're all special, but the 145th Psalm dwells so entirely on the mercy of God, the goodness of God, the grace of God, that it If you just read that, it makes you just stop and you have to think and let it sink in. It's, uh, therefore, it's, it's a, it's an excellent psalm to read often. A little confused on what to turn to sometimes. Turn to 145th Psalm. It helps position the reader before the Lord, helps us realize where God is, where we are, and what we owe to God for all of his goodness and mercy unto us. And these words, of course, they're not, these are not words of a, a famous author. They're not words from a book of poems, but they're the word of God that has been with man since the time began. So let's read them once more. The Lord is gracious and and full of compassion and slow to anger and of great mercy. And the Lord is good to all and his tender mercies are over all his works. We need God's mercy for salvation in the first place, of course, with repentance on our part. And his mercy provides salvation, a born-again experience. But thank God... That isn't the end of his mercy. His mercy follows us. His mercy is patient with us. His mercy, through his mercy, he teaches us. We heard the other night of God's long-suffering to us. Thank God his mercy gives him long-suffering because of his mercy to mankind to bring us from the point of salvation before salvation you look back, we'll see the mercies of God. Once we're saved, we'll look back and realize the goodness and mercy of God before we ever reach the point of repenting. And that mercy is there to follow us all the way to heaven. Thank God for his mercy. An easy item and story to look at that uh, that follows this scene is Nineveh and Jonah. We see the mercies of God. Nineveh was one of the most ancient cities of the world, founded by, by Nimrod. And it was a Syrian empire that was known for its dominance and its ruthlessness. Noah, living during that time that, that Nineveh was, was reached its peak of wickedness, Noah was someone, not Nineveh, 
But he was a Hebrew and knew the Hebrew God, the God of Israel that made heaven and earth, the one and only God. And he was a prophet. Thank God for his mercy. He had a lot to learn. He might have been called a prophet. But thank God for all of us, for, with, for his mercy. And uh, he was, the Lord gave him a message to go and give a message to Nineveh that they would be destroyed if they didn't repent. Of course, he, uh, Nineveh, uh, Jonah was one that had a real problem. He just could not see that mercy was for the whosoever will. He thought it had to be just for the Hebrews, and we have a corner on mercy. Aren't we glad that we don't, that nothing has a corner on mercy, or we'd be left out? But he had a lot to learn yet even on mercy. If you want to call what he even thought was really mercy, when he when he thought that it was exclusive almost to being a Hebrew, it was a right. And of course, right is a long ways from mercy. And so, let's read the first three verses of the book of Jonah. Now the word of the Lord came unto Jonah, the son of, of Amittai, and, and saying, Rise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and... Uh, cry against it, for the wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah rose up to flee unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord and went down to Joppa. And he found a ship going to Tarshish, so he paid the fare thereon, went down into it to go with them unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. Well, right about uh, right about now, we could think, well, God is asked to be thoroughly disgusted with Jonah. He purposely listened to God and went purposely the other way to get to go from the presence of God. What a what a mouthful that is. So surely he's going to stop Jonah. But what happened? His mercy went with him. His mercy went with him. He allowed him to get on the boat. A huge storm came up. By God's hand, huge storm came up. They were going to sink. Well, that huge storm should teach Jonah a lesson. This is a lesson to teach Jonah. No, it was mercy. The storm was mercy. It wasn't to teach Jonah a lesson. See how different God's thinking is in us? Thank God for his mercy. Well, the long story here as you read this, of course, it's only four chapters, short chapters, this story. But so the the mariners being heathens, they anyway, long story short, they, they, they cast lots to see this is storm is so unusual. Something's wrong. This is wrong. And so cast lots and see whose fault it is. So it goes, fell on, guess who? Jonah. Well, it, it fell on Jonah, so that's because God wants to get vengeance of Jonah. No, it's God's mercy. It's God's mercy following Jonah. God on, God on that boat with him. So they came down to where he said, said, what, you're the problem. That was quite a, we'll get that, that 
to that in a moment. Quite a story there. So finally he said, the only hope is you're going to have to throw me overboard because, yeah, it's my fault. I don't have, I, I'm not wondering about that. It's my fault. So they, they, with great reluctance, they threw him overboard. Well, that, that must be the judgment of God. No. It's the mercy of God. It's just still, still his mercy. Well, of all things, then, as if the ocean, he's not going to survive the ocean. So God sends, the Lord sends a big prepared fish to swallow him up. So it's not bad enough for the judgment. He wants to add horror to him. No, it was still God's mercy. Still God's mercy all the way through. He was in the belly of the well for three days. No, it's, that's, that's all uniquely impossible, apparently, I would think. But God, in His mercy, did that happen? Well, we might think he just wanted to add, he wanted to extend the terror that Jonah was going through. No, he wanted to extend his mercy. Extending his mercy. One day didn't do the job for Jonah. So God gave him another day. That didn't do the job for Jonah. So God gave him another day. Down there in the belly of the whale, which he said it was was like being down in... Uh, crying from hell later he said that and so uh, but then let, let me read uh, from chapter Jonah again chapter 2 verse 1 through 3 then Jonah prayed unto the Lord his God out of the fish's belly and said I cried by reason of mine affliction unto the Lord and he heard me he heard me Out of the belly of hell cried I, and thou heardest my voice. For thou hast cast me into the deep. Thou hast cast me into the deep. In the midst of the sea, the floods compassed me about. All thy billows and thy waves passed over me. But I cried unto the Lord, and the Lord, the Lord heard him. After all that, he found out, imagine, mercy is still here. After all of that, when would we have stopped? All of that that seemed like what we might have tagged it, it was mercy. And when he finally cried out to God, he found mercy. And found that God heard his prayer in the belly of hell, he called it. It was the mercy of the Lord that did that. It was... uh, what did that psalm say again? Let's read it again. The Lord is gracious, full of compassion, slow to anger, of great mercy. The Lord is good to all, and His tender mercies are over all His works. Let's read verse 10. All thy works shall praise thee, O Lord, and thy saints shall bless thee. Good psalm. True. We can't hardly grasp the truth of it, can we? The extended mercy of God. And here he was talking, he went to give a, give a message of mercy God will give if you repent. But here he was talking about God hearing him. It wasn't about Nineveh, it was about Jonah. In fact, it's quite amazing this whole story, even though he had the commission to go preach repentance and mercy to Nineveh thousands, 
more of the story is taken up with Jonah getting a grip on what? Mercy. But God was merciful. And so, uh, verse, uh, chapter 2, verse 8 is marvelous. It's, it's powerful. They, this is Jonah's words after he prayed, they that observe lying vanities forsake their own mercy. That's powerful, isn't it? And he realized, even as, as blind as he was, but yet God's mercy brought him to the point he realized, I thought I was keeping mercy from going to Nineveh, and all I did was keep it from myself. The, in, on the, the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 5th chapter, one of the, the words the Lord said, he said, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. It's a good, good partner with the verse he read, uh, with the, the words he said. Verse 9 says, But I will sacrifice unto thee with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay that I have bow, vowed salvation is of the Lord. And the Lord spake unto the fish, and it vomited out Jonah on to the dry ground. As soon after all that, as soon as he prayed, found mercy, and said, I will. It's amazing how quick. Instantly, the first thing, next thing you read is, all of a sudden the fish was there at dry ground and putting up on the, right at dry ground and put him on the dry ground. Thank God for his mercy. He was, uh, uh, in fact, then he said, the, the uh, chapter one of, of chapter three, verse one, the word of the Lord came unto Jonah. Was he done with him? The second time. Can you find anything? Can we find anything but mercy? Mercy on top of mercy. This is our God. This is who we serve. Mercy saved us. Mercy keeps us. Mercy teaches us. Has patience with us. Helps us. Because his mercy wants to bring us all the way through this life with his bangs and bumps, all the way through to eternal life with the Lord himself, the God of mercy. Oh, thank God for what he does. God wants to take us good places through his mercy. God wants to take you good places through his mercy. God wants to be with each one of us through tough times with his mercy. Just like he, what we read in this story, now Jonah was ready. We think ready to preach a message of mercy. And saying, saying in 40 days, he, he got to that great city in a hurry. And he began to preach, and he preached just like he said, I will. He said, in 40 days, this place is going to be destroyed. The Lord's reached that point. End of God's mercy must be. 40 days will be destroyed. Think, well, what, what good, if the Lord had that much difficulty with Jonah, how's he going to do with thousands of wicked people? But God is merciful. And amazing as you read that story, from the king on down, 
he believed they believed it and he said everyone's going in sackcloth and ashes and even the animals and we are going to 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 uh, uh, fast and kneel before God and see if he will have mercy you think he's going to have mercy God had mercy repentance was given uh-oh Jonah is getting displeased Really? After all of God's mercy, God help us. Uh, so, he, he, so he went outside the city and thought, "I'm just going to wait." Apparently, we're going to probably going to wait 40 days, and maybe maybe after 40 days, they're still going to get what I think they have coming. After everything he's been through, the Lord had worth with him. But he sat there and 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 waited with that kind of thinking. Here comes those lying vanities again. They come, don't they? They'll try. The devil will try. They're lying vanities. Jonah heard that. He learned that. They that observe lying vanities just forsake their own mercy. And here they come again. Jonah's got to deal with them again. Wouldn't have to, but he seems to kind of like to go there. And God should be done with Jonah. No, he sent a gourd. What what was that? Because he he had compassion on Jonah out there acting and thinking the way he was, so opposite of God, sent him a gourd. Well, it was hot. And he needed comfort. And he was miserable, standing out there waiting, put himself through, look what he put himself through. But God in his mercy sent a gourd, which is something that would have grown up and grew up with something over him to give him protection from the heat that was beating down, to give Jonah comfort in the middle of all of his difficulties with Nineveh having mercy provided to them. And uh, and then after a bit, he's, the Lord sent a worm to destroy the gourd, and Jonah was very displeased. Uh, displeased that, uh, that the Lord then destroyed the gourd. And you'd think, well, he should come to his senses. But this is what God said to Jonah. In response to him being displeased about the gourd, he said, this is the very end of this, the very end of the book. You know, Jonah 4, chapter 4, the last two verses, 10 and 11. Then said the Lord, thou hast had pity on the gourd, for the which thou hast not labored, neither made, th- made, made us it grow, which came up in a night and perished in a night. And should not I spare Nineveh, that great city, wherein are more than six score thousand persons that cannot discern between their right hand and their left, and also much cattle? That was the Lord's words to him. It, how, how, how would one complicate the simple word of mercy? But man left to himself will do it. Imagine that. But man left to himself, well, he, he can and he does. But thank God for his mercy. So we got mercy all around. And just before we close, you know, we're said there's usually here there's two sides to every story. There's probably at least two sides to every story. And maybe a, a number of them. Well, there's, there's more than two sides to even this story. So we'll maybe kind of turn this story on its side, I guess we can say it that way. 
But what about the heathen mariners in the boat? What about them? Uh, how did mercy... Now these... Uh, you know, God uses every opportunity to show His mercy. We can't hardly fathom that either. He used even an opportunity like a man running from Him, running from His mercy. God even used that to show mercy to other people. And even if we don't want God to use us, He'll use us by His own way, one way or the other, for His purpose. What is His purpose? Mercy. And so... uh so, uh, he learned, or learned, they learned of God. These men, they learned that there was a God. Pray to your God. They did not know the God that made heaven and earth. They heard from Jonah himself, I'm running from the person that, the one God that made heaven and earth, made the sea. He's going to get thrown into it. They were being tossed on. They were shocked. How could anyone know God like that? And why would you ever run from someone like that? Uh, incredible. Have you ever had someone that's not even saved kind of preach your sermon? I mean, I won't go into that, but I did before I was saved. But I knew the truth. But I had told someone, finally, someone learned. He said, well, if it's what that is, what's wrong with you? I mean, God uses everything for his purpose of mercy for the whosoever will. God in his goodness. Let's return back in Jonah again, the first chapter, 15 and 16. So they took up Jonah and cast him forth into the sea, and the sea ceased from her raging. Then the men, this is about Nineveh and Jonah, but here we have this. Then the men feared the Lord exceedingly and offered a sacrifice unto God, the Lord and made vows. Neither, these are heathen men finding God, finding mercy, learning to pray, learning to reverence the Lord. Can you imagine what kind of conversations they had on their way over to Tarshish? On a calm sea. Wouldn't you like to hear those conversations? What kind of conversations did they have? Then they turn home and they talk to their family. What did they tell their families? It about God? Had it been the mercies of God? Had it been all that entirely? And then they would have heard down the road, not, not long at all, about Nineveh. That wicked, to be feared city repented from the top to the bottom. Well, that was Jonah's, he must not have died in the ocean after all. It wasn't God's judgment. I, I wonder if they saw the fish. Maybe they did or didn't. They would have horrified him more, but then they would have thought if they did, well, God ended up using the fish simply to bring him to die ground and bring Jonah to his senses. And all of Nineveh repented. Can we imagine, we can't fathom the conversions that took place through the, the other ends of the story. But this is all about God's mercy. You know, no one needs to arrive at a lost eternity when their life is over. To ever do that, you have to, we have to step over all of this kind of mercy. God forbid. 
Jonah tried, but thank God his mercy was there. And uh, But, but we, we would have to purpose, like Jonah did, to step over, and still we find it wasn't very easy. Thank God for his mercy. Yes, would you want help, the Lord to help you, the Lord to find mercy? Sometimes the enemy will come around with those lying vanities and say, well, you somehow can't get through. Somehow it won't work for you. Somehow just don't bother. Those are those lying vanities. All that does is forsake our own mercy. But oh, thank God, we know from the Word of God that He is full of mercy, long-suffering, full of compassion. Thank God He's here to meet every one of us. Again, tonight in this service, thank God He's here to hear and answer our prayer. If Jonah found out after all he went through, then even after three days in the belly of the well, and he heard me, well, he'll certainly hear us tonight, won't he? Thank God for His mercy. Thank God for His goodness. We can expect it because He promised it. Thank God for His goodness. We'll stand and sing. The altars are open. It's time to pray. God bless each one.